Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from Pepin Reacts. And here today on this episode, we have another reaction to a favorite show of ours called Breaking Bad. I am joined with my best friend, Meter. Meter, how you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm Hey, I'm here too. Ooh, he is here too. And last time, we had a lot that happened. We did a little previous recap prediction sort of video. So if you want to know what we thought about that, if you're just catching up now, watch that video. It's like two hours or an hour. I don't even know. But it'll be amazing. But hey, we're going to get into this episode here. I think a lot could happen. But I think my main question is, are we going to see the recurring character that we want to see the most? Are they going to show up? And could that make the season if it does happen? Mm -hmm. I mean, White's Whitey's Tidies. Why is it White's Walt? Walt's Whitey Tidies. I mean, his last name is White. Whoa. Oh. Walter Whitey Tidy. White's Whitey's Tidies. Hey, what about the toilet? Okay. Listen, listen. If I get the Whitey Tidies, that's amazing. If I get the toilet, like, I don't know. It, it's it, You get both in the same episode, best episode of the show. I mean, f full stop. So this is season three, episode one, No Mas? No Mas, which is a Spanish word, no more. So it uh, doesn't sound like it'll be a good episode for anybody. Uh, I, I, think, I think one prediction I have, just real quick, is that I think this season we're going to either see Walt break or we're going to see him. Well, we're going to see him break, that's for sure. But how he breaks, I think, will be the most interesting because uh, we see Jesse and how he dealt with that stress and he just kind of like pff, implodes. I feel like Walt might act out and we saw like the death of Heisenberg kind of towards the end of season two. I think we might see the rebirth here in a lot of ways because now Heisenberg might have a reason to exist, whereas before the baby... Not there, but I wish I said that last when we did the little like predictions thing because I, I thought of that the other day. But anyway, we're going to get into this right now. Not sure if this is going to be a timer-based reaction or a reaction-based reaction. Hopefully, it's a timer-based reaction because... Uh, no, I, I don't even know. Well, that was Season 1, Episode 6 of Breaking Bad. This episode, very interesting. I, I think it's a good payoff and setup episode. It kind of does a little bit of both there, right? Because I, I guess what it does is it pays off the season finale of uh, last season and, and, and kind of like gives you some of the effects of it. So uh, like uh, we, we see what happens with the plane crash. We see what happens with the plane crash of Walt's relationship with Skylar. And then we see some of the effects happening with... Walt and Gus, and then this this new character twins we got here. So we we can have like these different little plot details there, and I guess we have the side details of like uh, Walt Jr. and uh, Marie, I guess a tiny bit, and uh, Hank a tiny bit, but it's mostly Walt. Oh yeah, I forgot about Jesse. But there's a whole Jesse rehab sort of thing, and. They're saying he's been there for a week or something. Maybe it's been longer. I, it's so unclear to me right now. Yeah, I mean, it's been longer. Yeah. He drops so, him off before the plane crash, and it's been weeks since the plane crash. Yeah. Or a week at least. It was a week at the, the school event, I believe. 
And then after that, maybe we can assume that more time had happened after that. And that's when Skyler kind of delivered the divorce papers. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. We didn't actually see the papers there, which kind of ties in with the theme of this episode, which I think is uh, vision. Uh, that, that, that's kind of my claim there is the, the, the episode is just totally to do with vision. Uh, but uh, Meter, just give me your general thoughts on the episode. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's a good setup uh, to bring what needs to be brought from the previous seasons into this season. And I think there were several callbacks. Um, and I think a lot of this episode was done in subtlety, mm-hmm. um, in facial expressions, in impl- implication versus outright telling. Um, I think this was a good episode for all of those things. Hmm. Hmm. So I, I think what start also, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of subtlety to this one, and a lot of uh, a lot of sh- framing of certain shots, and a lot of like uh, I-, I think symbolism. Now, of course, you know during this whole reaction, I was going crazy with every like little thing, <laughs> probably too much. Uh, that, that's kind of the fun. Like I throw things at the wall, and eventually one of them sticks. Uh, but I-, I think some of the stuff I was saying was also spot on because uh, mm-hmm. I-, I think they're very I don't know very, very conscious of what they're doing with a lot of these shots. And the first thing I'll bring up here is we have these two twins and there's this first whole section of, of, of the show where we have these people crawling to this shrine and then we have these twins that arrive. They kind of go around these people and then eventually they pull over. And then they start crawling towards the shrine in like fancy suits, which that's kind of strange. Like why is the big question. And then there's this picture of Heisenberg in there. And then there's this whole like, uh, uh, like death analogy there. Like, you know, the symbol of death and also saw the symbol of death on these people's shoes. And I don't know. We wouldn't. We wouldn't assume that these other people that are crawling were disabled because they're all crawling to the same thing, and these other people started crawling. So, is this some sort of like weird ritual where they put a contract out for the death, like 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 a death contract out essentially, and then whoever crawls there and gets to it is the first that that gets it. I guess that they get the contract. They brought the paper. They brought the paper. They brought the the paper, and he took it out of his pocket and hung it up. Okay, I thought they brought the the okay. I th- I thought they brought the money there, but uh, they brought both. They brought both. Yeah, because he put he put the candle back down on top of the money, and then reached into his pocket and pulled out the paper, and then put the paper up, and it had the sketch of Heisenberg. Okay, so they they put the paper up there. So I guess they're paying tribute for their this death here. I assume they're hired by the cartels, or a cartel, or whatever. But it's really nondescript here. We can get the impression they're probably hired by the cartels or some group, but uh, it, it's not known. But I think it's heavily implied. They never speak. I think all of the assumptions you've made are fair assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know what this whole crawling thing is about. Maybe this is something that'll get explained, but maybe it's just something that's a tradition that we don't know about. 
Like it, it could be something weird in Mexico or something that a cartel did or who knows what, but there's people just watching this happen and they're kind of just like half of them don't care about it and half of them are a little bit nervous. And it's weird. There's this death cult and they pay tribute to it. Like that's all I got to assume. It's like some sort of weird death cult or I, I don't even know, but grasping at straws, but let's say they're part of the cartels and they have a hit out for Heisenberg and they're trying to get good luck on that. And okay. so, hmm? okay. And then what, then what do they do? Then they give a go to car. Yeah. Which their cars from Michigan. So they've been to the States before probably a rental kind of like you're insinuating and they give yeah they give the goat the car and there's the girl there i don't think that was anybody's family or i don't sorry i don't think that was their family it could have been it seemed more like they're taking clothes for some reason uh they wanted more normal attire because they're trying to sneak in with these other people and then they get in some sort of hayride with these other people and it looks like the guy that was riding them was uh, American, uh, from what I could tell. And then the other people were Mexican. And they get caught out by this guy just couldn't stop talking. And then they kill everybody. Uh, pretty, pretty good synopsis. These guys yeah. haven't talked. I don't know if they will talk. They'd be kind of funny if they didn't. Like, <laughs> that had to give them an extra edge. Uh we did see a whitey, but not a tidy, so that's a little disappointing. But initially, I thought these people were hired by Gus, and there's still a possibility there that they are, but that's unlikely for two reasons, I think. And these are very, very surreptitious reasons, I'm going to admit that. So the first reason is Gus tried to give Walt the job. Uh, you know, he, he gave an opportunity there, and I think Walt outed himself a little bit, which we'll get to here by saying something about his family. Uh, but I think the second thing is there's a very deliberate shot of we see Walt at the table, we see Gus at the table, and then we see this other chair there as if there's another entity in the mix that we that we haven't seen. It's the unseen entity. And I think the unseen entity right now is, we can call it the cartel, which I thought Gus is part of the cartel, maybe is another factor. And I kind of hypothesized about this, you know, a previous episode we did but i think there's a another actor here and i think they're in at the table but they don't know yet and that's going to be these twins they're, they're, they're kind of the avatar for this other actor i i i assume they're henchmen i don't assume they're they're they're, they're people otherwise their their business is not very well operated because how are they make, making profit when they're just trekking across these deserts by foot like I don't get that. I, I I don't understand them quite yet, but that's that's my hypothesis there. Do you have anything to say that to that very long ramble? Nothing I can really say. Okay. Um. I mean, like, what I no. Do you <laughs> think not, they're badass? Yeah. Okay. No, I think that they were shot to be that way specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And you know everything they did, the explosion and not looking at it in and of itself, like. Mm -hmm. It was two feet away from them, and they mm -hmm. just walked mm -hmm. away from it. 
it's a little bit cheesy in some ways, but you're kind of okay with it because it is kind of like, oh, what are these people doing? You know, Mm -hmm. like definitely not quite realistic, but I think it kind of goes in the same line of like Walt taking that uh, crystal powder or whatever and kind of like exploding the building. You know, it kind of goes along the same rule pool with that. So, uh, you know, it's okay. It's already been a precedence. Uh, So there's that storyline. Uh, we have another storyline with Jesse. Jesse goes to rehab. Jesse is kind of a bit, I don't know. It, it, it's like he's kind of throwing stuff out there. Like, no, you can't understand. I am like uh, underwater. You guys are just like talking up the shit. You know, who who are you to speak about this? And then Jesse kind of gets put in this place a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when I say put in this place, like, like there is a way where he's just kind of like kind of shot down. But he's also kind of, like, he gets in this perspective, like, you know, it's not just me who's kind of dealing with shit. Other people are dealing with shit, you know. I think I killed my my girlfriend here by doing drugs. You know, he, he ran over his daughter. You know, he's probably worse off, and he has this positive outlook and, and is trying to move forward. So I, I think that kind of put Jesse in his place. And we kind of see him kind of stick to it a little bit there, too. Whether it's going to last, though, probably not. Is positive outlook his takeaway? I'm going to challenge that. Uh, positive outlook was that the guy was trying to impose or kind of uh, throw. Or maybe, okay, not, not positive outlook. Acceptance would probably be the uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the more wide thing. Because he said, I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And in a way... In order to become the good guy, you have to realize you're the bad guy, because that's that's kind of like the hero's journey in a way, right? The hero's journey is that you realize you have the capacity for evil, and then you act against that, and then harness it for good. And I I I, th- I think there's a couple characters that could be the hero in this journey. Maybe there's no hero, but I think Jesse is potentially one of them. Like I think he has the most potential to become like like a hero in this. I think the other one is Hank. But I, I, I think that might be maybe the kindling that's going to get that fire going. But that's that's a wide speculation there. But uh, I, I, I feel like Jesse's probably going to get caught up on this because Jesse's the other factor with this whole Gus thing. Uh, but I think he's going to be reluctant and maybe that's his impetus for escaping. So uh, is there anything else you can think of with, with the Jesse storyline? Um, I mean, just the, just the scene with him and cause I mean, there were only scenes of him not talking at the thing at the rehab place. And then the scene with him and Walt, um, I guess he's staying with Walt now. Is that right? I mean, yeah, is that okay. the implication there? Maybe, uh, the look he is moving in. He probably is. I mean, at least for that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Till he can find his own place. But I mean, um, all his money's with Saul. Quarter, half a million dollars. So like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants, pretty much. Well, he, he well, probably wants some company, though. In a way, Jesse's like his family. Has been kind of analogized here. Mm-hmm. It's going to take one second and chew some gummies.
blood sugar dropping. So, okay, so Walt and Jesse are probably together here, and I think we're gonna see some shit going down here pretty soon. We don't know how far away these twins actually are, but I, I think they're probably gonna get there pretty quick. I mean, they're in Texas, we know that much. And, and where's Walt again? Is it uh, New Mexico? Yeah, they're in Albuquerque. Okay, so <laughs> we would assume they're relatively close together. Uh, so it, it probably won't be too long. And then we have Gus maybe trying to make his move. I didn't understand. We have Gus. We have Gus trying to make his move potentially here as well. So I I I don't want to get to Walt quite yet because I think there's still something there with Jesse, but he, he's kind of in the Jane effect right now, or not quite. So J Jane wanted to get clean. Jesse wants to get clean, but he wants to get clean because he realizes he's bad. And this kind of goes back to some like 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 uh, metaphors previously about you know trying to get yourself clean because there's been like a lot of cleaning type stuff going on in the last season. So I think this is Jesse's chance to get clean. Walt's trying to get clean too, trying to get out of this business. So there's this kind of drive that way, but something I think is going to pull him back in. I think Walt's going to get pulled heavier back in though. I think Jesse's going to. Maybe stick it out. Because Jesse's accepted it, but Walt in that moment did not accept that statement. He rejected it. Mm -hmm. Jesse's like, I am the bad guy. Walt's like, hey, I got to get out of this because I'm not a criminal. And it's like, well, Walt, you are. And that's kind of what Walt's been doing this whole episode is just kind of denying and making excuses. Mm -hmm. So That's kind of what he's done for two seasons now. And lying. Yeah. And I mean, we saw him do most of that, but I mean, he was also didn't lie in a lot of situations. So really mm -hmm. interesting. I think Walt's story has three parts. I think there's um, Walt and the planes. There's Walt and Skyler. And there's Walt and uh, the drug business. Mm -hmm. That would be my argument for breaking down Walt's Walt's story this episode. Okay. So let's start with Walt in the Plains because that's the most obvious. So Walt in the Plains, uh, Walt is definitely feeling guilty about what happened. He feels like he's responsible for Jane's death, number one, because uh, that's a consequence of this whole, this whole uh, thing with the plane crash. Uh, Writing-wise, what they did is they used the news coverage of this to essentially lean it on Walt's consciousness because Walt now knows that uh, you know this plane crash was potentially his fault or he had a hand in it at the very least. And it, it's kind of a little bit contentious, enough to kind of like you know shake it off. Same same with Jesse there. Uh, you know J Jesse's feels some impact there, but, you know, Walt was projecting off of Jesse, you know, to dissuade his own doubts about it. So that plane crash happened. We have the awkward speech at school. Also, Walt trying to burn the money there, which is kind of weird. Mm. Uh, what, what, what might you think of that? Um, I think it was an act of uh, this is what got me into this situation. So if I get rid of it, maybe it'll get me out of the situation. It was like a 
plea to the heavens of, you see, I'm willing to sacrifice all of this to get my family back um, type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. May, maybe not dissimilar to what we saw the crawling people do um, in a way. Um, but, you know, he very quickly changed his mind. Hmm. I guess, I guess there's a, that would tie in with the rebirth metaphor. Cause he's trying to get clean of the money. It's drug money. He's trying to burn it away. And then he eventually realizes, oh, this isn't good. Throws it in the pool and you know, puts it out. Right. But then he also kind of gets put in the pool there cause he's on fire himself and he's kind of reborn with the money, but you know, he doesn't have his family. It's an empty pool. Um, so he's kind of stuck with it, I guess. And so they they go to this... At the school, they're giving... Well, this is the weirdest fucking thing I've seen. Like a, a school-wide therapy session. Pretty which much. I don't think that's a good idea. Like, I, I don't think it's a terrible idea to have that sort of talk. But I think you do it, like, classroom to classroom. Not so much like a whole white school because how, how are you going to control the people? How are you going to choose who talks? Well, you don't. Yeah. I think I, the idea is to provide a platform for people to say what they are feeling and to show complete unity and that you're not alone in a situation where a lot of people will feel very alone. Mm-hmm. I think that's the the idea. You know, execution, different fish, but... Yeah, yeah. Maybe my issue because I don't have an issue with that, like on a classroom to classroom basis. It's like when nine eleven happened, for instance. Like I think there was definitely a good opportunity to talk about that, like classroom to classroom and everything, and maybe have a little thing, like a school wide thing. But I don't think it makes as much sense to talk about that, like as a whole school, because like in one room. Because uh, I think the logistics is that logistics of that are just like weird like you can't really control anything you don't know like, like there's not a, like a general room tone i, I don't know I, I i just i just think that was a bad move but you know people make bad moves all the time like, yeah i mean was, i don't i don't necessarily disagree if carmen was better about um setting and keeping a tone and redirecting a tone when it got off that would mm-hmm. be one thing to kind of something to keep keep it on the straight but she didn't do that she just kind of like let whatever happens happen and yeah. then force people to talk who didn't want to talk yeah th- that's true <laughs> that's very she really did that though she did that with that girl who's like didn't want to stand up it's yeah. like no you gotta stand and, and then i think she brought up god and she's like no 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 you can't talk about god yeah but you know while talking about the capacity size of a boeing 537 or whatever is just like oh this is good Okay. No, she looked very uncomfortable during everything <laughs> that was said in the entire assembly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, I do got to say, though, they did a really good job of finding actual high school age people. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a bunch of extras who were like college or older trying to pass high school. Every kid there looked like a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I, I think they all, I think this is a pretty good rendition of what actually happened. Maybe outside of the the Walt speech, uh, Walt was wearing black, uh, and we know that Heisenberg tends to wear black, so I think that's a little bit of a a call there. And also, he's kind of in mourning too, so that's another thing right there. But uh, all we get from Walt is this crazy 
Like, like, I don't think the speech was anything like that illuminating about Walt, besides that he's extremely defensive. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of rambling um, and just kind of, <laughs> there's a lot of rationalizing. Um, mm. And it seemed like he was trying to convince himself, not anybody else of what he was saying. Yep. Yep. Um, it, it, he, t- he took kind of the teacher mindset, which kind of came a little bit later in when he was trying to convince Jesse of this kind of shit. Yeah. And uh, Jesse even says like, uh, well, Jesse kind of looked like a high school student in a lot of ways there. You know, I think there's something going on there, but also Jesse's like, uh, Mr. Wa- you know, Mr. White, you know, addressed him as a teacher, I think, which was more Freudian than it was sarcastic or sardonic. I mean, he's always called him that. Here, I think it was more like he was back in school, mm-hmm. like seeing him as like a, an authority figure, like a teacher. And he went into teacher mode there too, but maybe I'm reading into that too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I called it a funeral when during the episode when they were all in the um, assembly. I was like, you know, he's this is this is pretty much a funeral mm-hmm. where everyone's kind of there talking. Anyone have anything they want to say about the deceased? Yeah, type mm-hmm. of thing. And then Walt's in all black and he's rambling nonsensically. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a funeral for Walt in some ways. I mean, I'm sure that's how he looked at it. And Walt was just so pissed off with the whole thing, too. He's like, are, are you kidding me? Cause how about he that to, eye? The eye? Yeah. How about that teddy bear eye? So he's been holding on to that, which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. It was picked up by the the pool cleaning thing, which is something there. It, I think it's a loose connection, but I think it is saying something. You know, trying to get your vision clean and then also his car so, so there's been so many vision metaphors in this episode it's like insane and at a certain point like you know i felt at first i felt like a little bit like crazy kind of saying it like oh yeah this is me just going crazy with metaphors but th- this kept on coming up over and over again like the eye there is the use of the blinds constantly like like you know, projecting blinds onto people, how always having blinds behind people. Like, these blinds weren't in any other shots before. Like, it made them a big staple. There's the car windshield, which is cracked. And, like, a lot of this is just kind of saying that Walt doesn't have vision. He he can't see what's going on. He's just kind of, you know, numb to it, which goes along with this whole idea being portrayed here which is walt is just blind to what's happening like he, he's living in the fantasy he can't see what is really there he, he he's seeing this uh, he, he's looking at a wall essentially and just kind of making up pictures i mean he's actively choosing not to fix it he has the means he has the time he could do it if he wants to mm. he's just choosing not to he's choosing to look through this broken glass rather than fix it oh yeah that's a good point the eye also is um it's a piece of evidence, right? Because when the cops came and put everything in evidence bags after the crash, they missed this. It was picked up by this pool skimmer and they never picked it up. But Walt, when he was making sure that he got all the money out of the pool, did check there somewhere the cops didn't check and found both money and the eye, which would both be you know, evidence of Walt's activities in a way. Okay. 
Okay. I think there's something there. Hmm. I, I guess those two bodies they found may have been... Okay, this is where it's ambiguous now, because now you got me thinking. Because we saw a teddy bear fly from the sky. Yeah. So those two bodies could have been two bodies that fell from the sky, too. That's a possibility, because... Well, did they say uh, that? Yeah, I mean, that... Yeah. They said that... Um, Skylar said it to the divorce lawyer. She said, you know, they found parts of bodies that had fallen hmm. into our yard. Okay. Hmm. All right. All right. Are you implying that there, that that is a separate event from them skimming the pool for the bird for the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's 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 why I read it. Well, that's how I read it from last season. I didn't see it as too, like like I had my whole theory about uh, something going down, Gus coming in there, killing everybody, and then just leaving those bodies and you know use, using that event as a cover. Yeah. Which there's still some potential there because we know the fires are still. No, it's probably been a month now, so that's not that's not likely. I I, I think it could could still be writing wise like some weird foreshadowing technique there. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a it's like a bait. Then you pull it out from under them. You know, if you're crazy like me and think this, and then you put it back there. And you're like, oh, we didn't meant to do this all along, and we switched you. The body bags and the um teddy bear were definitely in the same instance there's a shot Mm. where they carry the evidence uh like a tote of evidence that has the bear in it across the front yard and in the background you can see the body bags those were all together canonically Mm -hmm. um yeah you know what whether that's a there's a foreshadowing thing also there that's Mm -hmm. not for me to say i just wanted to yeah no no, I guess you. Yeah, yeah, so I think I misunderstood that aspect uh, mm-hmm. in some ways. Or mi- misread it because I assume those were still, that's still, still something future-based, but it seems like it's not. So potentially still. Uh, I thought the two bodies Skyler talked about were in Hank and Marie's yard. That's where I misunderstood that. Oh, no, no. That was all in all at their house. Yeah. At the white residence. Yeah. But then he takes, he gets the eye out of the pool and as Hank's coming in he like secretly puts it in his pocket he like doesn't want Hank to know that he found this piece of of evidence that should probably be turned over to the cops mm-hmm. which see. is interesting and then later he drops it under his bed and just before he grabs it there's a knock on his door and Skylar is there and so it's still in theory there mm-hmm. so essentially we have this private eye that might be investigated by a private eye. I don't understand. Are you saying, are you saying somebody is going to hire a private investigator to find the eye of a teddy bear at Walt's apartment? It was a, it, it was a joke meter. It was a joke. Oh. <laughs> he has a private eye, like the eye is private and then he's going to, a private eye is going to like investigators gonna sign find it. Nope, still don't get it. We'll have to move on though. We don't have time to explore that one. Oh jeez. Okay. Okay. So there's this whole vision metaphor all throughout. And again, even so much as far as displaying blinds on people to show like, hey, you're blinded. Uh but Oh, that, I that, read that differently. Oh, I, I did read it. Uh bars like a criminal. Oh, 
Ooh, I think that's might, might be double then, because the the there's blinds projected onto him, but also bars like a criminal. Okay. I mean, we could both be right. We could neither be right. One of us could be right. It doesn't matter. It's all. Well, I think we're both right metaphor. on that one. Yeah. And only think we're both right because yours makes perfect sense and mine makes perfect sense. Granted, just there's so much fucking eye metaphors. I mean, yours makes more sense, arguably. Hmm. And we'll start in the scene with Gus too, and and, and you know this made it a recurring theme. If you know they're they're all down too, which is just we saw it in the scene with Gus specifically when Walt says, "I'm not a criminal." Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and he has this projection of you know bars on his face. Mm. So cool, so cool. A lot of the cinematography in this episode was great. So, I think so Walt feels guilty about the crash. Yeah, is your your standpoint? Yeah, he feels guilty and he's trying to get the guilt off of him, and he feels like a criminal, but he is just in complete denial of that. So Skyler is like, "Hey, divorce," and. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's trying to be reasonable about it to some degree. She figured out that Walt is selling drugs or something. And uh, she, she doesn't want him for all his money. She might know that he has extra money hanging around, but she just wants the house and kind of the kids and to be left alone, essentially. And uh, she comes in, delivers the divorce settlement or divorce uh, papers to him awkwardly. And then Walt's like, you have to hear my side and have a little back and forth. And Skylar kind of starts playing her hand a bit. And then I think the most shocking thing, like out of all these seasons, like every episode of Breaking Bad is that Walt told the truth. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm selling methamphetamine. Mm-hmm. Well, like, he says, I'm a manufacturer. I don't sell. Okay. But true. Yes. True. But Yes. Like, I don't know if that hit other people differently. It's like, oh, wow, he's finally coming out with it. But to me, this is like, this, I don't know. It kind of shocked me. I didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. I mean, he's losing one of the only things that he cares about. And that's his family. That's his wife. Like, he is willing to give himself up completely. Hmm. Which, you know, maybe a little too late. Yep. And here he was just... I mean, you go on to like holding on to fiction and then there's like complete delusions here. He's like, we are happily married. Then you backed it off. Like I am happily married, mm-hmm. you know, cause, cause you know, he, he couldn't deny that completely, I guess. Yeah. And it, it's so intriguing that again, going with the vision here, we didn't actually see the divorce paper. And also we didn't hear divorce. It was implied, but it wasn't actually there. And I think that goes along with this whole theme in the episode. Uh, but, you know, she threw, she threw her hair down. And Walt Jr. is still trying to, like, uh, figure out what the fuck's going on. He's not certain. Marie wants to know what the, fuck, the fuck's going on, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. She's, She's so curious. good. Oh, jeez. Uh, just her face and the way she's just playing it. That's the perfect way to play it. Like, oh, yeah, we just got to figure out, you know, he, he's just curious, but what's going on? You know, I mean, what really is going on? I mean, that's a great question, right? <laughs> It'd be weird if someone just answered that question right now. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Okay, this is this is tenuous here, but I'm just going to throw it out. 
uh, there's been this whole secret about what's going on with Walt, and now Skylar has a secret about what's going on with Walt. Yeah. So, the secret just got passed on to the next person. Well, and, I mean, Walt has to keep it, too. That's true. So, if anything, it kind of reached its tendrils into another person. Hmm. Ooh, it's a secret. Red. You know, if a secret is held by everybody, it's no longer a secret. The the cancer's gone, but is it? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay, that was better than my line. It takes the cancer in remission to have it actually start to spread. Is, is that is that is that a thing? <laughs> no, that's profound. A thing for, that's a thing for Walter. Oh wow. <laughs> It, 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 the cancer goes into. I, I like what you said there, though, because I I, 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 I don't know. Hold on. Okay. Oh. Wow. Th- that was not sardonic. That was like I, I just can't do a real clap here because I beat the mic. That's fair. Uh, so, I think that's about it for scour divorce settlement thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, granted, we just talked about how maybe I was incorrect about those body bags. Mm-hmm. It makes me less certain of my my essential claim here, which is that Skylar and Walt Jr. are dead. I mm-hmm. think the baby will live on, but I yep. think that I think those two are going to die. Uh, but I'm less certain of that now because I, I thought the body bags were for Skylar and Walt Jr. And this, this this whole episode was like, oh, they're at the house now. This is not good. No, this is definitely mm-hmm. spelling a death flag for them. It, I think it still might be. Uh, especially granted that whoever these people are coming after them, they probably know that uh, Walt lives there, but they probably don't know that he's separated now. Yeah. So th- th- there's plenty of opportunity for conclusion or confusion. Uh, so let's move on next to the drug part of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. So let me try to remember what happened here. Uh, Walt. Uh, it was just a text of Poyos, and then he had a meeting with us. Yeah. Like, I guess he's also dealing with the money, and the money was almost like a drug from beforehand, and now it's just kind of like, like why? Like he he he's got money, but doesn't know how to use it. And I kind of like the way they're playing that here in this episode because a lot of times when that's kind of done in shows, it's kind of done like a little bit hammy here it kind of makes sense like like Walt's just kind of like I lost everything why yeah. you know and it, it, it's it's kind of shows again with a lack of vision like he could have predicted that you know just thinking you know going to math ignoring Skyler ignoring everybody like I could have predicted that this would have happened but he didn't at the same time he expected himself to die though so there's that too it's true but he gets the text from Los Poyos, and I thought this was going to be a kidnapping opportunity, and I still think it is. But I think he needs to get Walt out of there. And Walt said he's getting out, and he's offered a very good opportunity, and I think that's just an opportunity to get him from there to somewhere else where he can be confined to not leave and also work for him. So I think that's uh, Gus's most likely plan with this. And I also think that 
this would be an opportunity to again granted them right with this whole like third player sort of thing you know there's three entities involved in this i think writing wise this would be a smart way to get walt out of the picture from these murderous twins and also have resulting death for skylar and walt jr this is where I'm drawing the storyline here. You know, I'm creating my own fiction. But I think that would make sense writing ways because they're going to be going after Walt. But if Gus takes them and can kidnap them, puts them far away, now these twins have nowhere to go, right? You know, or they're going to have to track them all the way over there. But that's going to be really hard, especially since Gus is very good about keeping his uh, wedge shut. So I think writing, way, writing wise, that might be very smart to kind of. Did you just say he's very good about keeping his legs shut? Uh, his, his lids shut. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, he's probably very good about keeping his legs shut too. Uh, yeah, just I like you should like be. like a chicken thing. Y- you know, if, if you want to like this episode, definitely leave a, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> weird, weird transition there. Okay. Okay. So I, do you I, think Walt's going to take three mil for three months? He said no, right? Mm-hmm. He said, no, I'm good. And Gus immediately was like, all right, have a good day and left. Yeah, there, that was very ominous. And I, I would want to go back and look to see if there's also the blinds on him. With I think you said the work with the prison. That might be foreshadowing for Walt being imprisoned in Gus's mm-hmm. cage. Uh, yeah. So there could be some, you know, like triple entrante right there. But I, I think the main thing is Walt mentioned his family. Now, this kind of plays at odds with my theory here because Gus might hear, oh, his family, this is like where I need to attack. So I, I think there's a lot of potential things there, but I, I, I think Gus, I don't think he's so much trying to get Walt to be a partner here. I think he's just trying to get Walt out of the picture because Walt is mm-hmm. a, a liability. And I think the $3 million, I don't think Walt's going to accept it, but I think he's going to be forced to accept it. Not that he's going to get money out of it. Oh, I see. Okay. That'll but, be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I've been throwing so many lofty predictions out there. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's going to be a plane crashing into another plane in the sky and a teddy bear following along with two bodies. It's a good chance. Yep. I mean, when in doubt, that that should always be your answer because... It's a classic trope. <laughs> All right. Before we end this episode, uh, is there anything else to get the Gubbeater? No, I mean, you you could touch on Hank being like literally touching the, the answer to his entire job and not being able to see it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's true. That's true. Uh... Being told to his face. I mean, th- th- that's the best bluff you could ever do, though. Like, oh, what's this thing? Oh, it's, you know, $500,000. Oh, no way. Ha, ha, ha. You know, just move on from there. Yeah. But, yeah, that that that, that also goes in with the, the theme of vision. He can't see what's, you know, obvious right in front of him. Yeah. I Though, I, I think probably the difference between Hank and Walt is... Walt is blinded by pride. 
Hank is blinded by... Holy shit, my phone's going... Hank is blinded by... What would it be? Arrogance, maybe? Mm. It's not, not really arrogance. It's non-assumption. Yeah. He, he, he can see the pieces, but he doesn't realize they're there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you want, like, look at like a Where's Waldo like uh, sort of thing, right? Like you can see everything there. Technically, there is Waldo in your vision, but you have to be looking for Waldo to see Waldo. And right now, he's not looking for Waldo. He knows there's a Waldo out there, but he's seeing this painting right here. And it's like, oh, there's not a Waldo in here. You know, I gotta go to the next room or the next painting or whatever. Yeah. This is the best metaphor I've ever come it's up great. with. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, love is one thing, but liking is another. So, hey, go here and ding, ding, ding. Wait, what was that? Was, was, was that a bell? Oh, geez. You're ringing the bell already? It's the notification oh. bell. Oh. Also, what? Whoa. Can you Can you like something like twice? Can you? No, you can't. Can you dislike something twice? No, you can't. So just like it once, and that will be good for me. Also, comment. Say, hey, guys. That's it. All you need to do. It's really simple. That's really simple. Very simple. And what did I say? Subscribe. Because the the, the YouTube algorithm is something that we talk about for, for some apparent reason. I mean, it mm-hmm. dictates our lives. I mean, what is an algorithm but the thing that is us? I mean, that, 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 that's really... Like, people think YouTube's building this whole corporate entity or something like that that's going to, you know, destroy humanity. No, they're not building that. They're building a mirror. And yeah. we're just not happy what we see. Wow. That's as pointing as your Waldo analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, this was an episode of a show called Breaking Bad. You guys have a great day. Peace out. And remember to be great people. Peace.